Dr. Judy here. Do you love to read books about dogs on all subjects? I was recently a guest on the podcast Dog-Eared with Lisa Davis, where she interviews authors who write books about dogs, and I highly recommend you check it out. Lisa reads every book cover to cover, and her warm and engaging personality draws out her guests, and the resulting conversation illuminates the book, but without giving away the whole story. Also, I will be on monthly to answer her listeners' questions about natural pet health. So whether you want the latest advice on how to keep your furry friend happy and healthy, training tips, inspirational memoirs, or anything else dog, Dog-Eared is right for you. We've all heard the terms right brain, left brain. Some of us are more right. Some of us are more left. The right is a bit more spontaneous and creative, and the left brain is a little more on task, I think, but it's a good thing we have the fantastic David Essel here so we can find out what we are and whichever one we are, how we can improve our brain, improve our life and reach our goals. We've got David Essel, M-S-O-M. He is a number one best-selling author, 12 books, holy cow, counselor, master life coach, international speaker, radio TV host and minister whose mission is to positively affect 2 million people or more every day in every area of life, regardless of their current circumstances. David, it's great to have you back on Health Power. Lisa, great to be back with you. And a very interesting topic. You know, we don't get a chance to talk about this very much, but I think it's a really important one. And, you know, you did a great job of just hitting that surface area of what's oh, right brain and left brain. So thanks for doing a good intro. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I thought I was right. And, uh, you know, I think there's some people are definitely more right, definitely more left, but there must be some people who are in the middle. But let's let's talk about the right brain first. And what are some of the strengths and what are some of the challenges? Yeah. You know, it, spontaneity is one thing that you talked about, Lisa. Another thing is usually right brain people are highly creative. Um, right brain people, I, and I'll say this as a challenge for many right brain people, but a lot of right brain people may run into things like ADD, ADHD. Um, it's one of the things, believe it or not, I have both. And over the years, I've found that it's an advantage. Yes. Like seriously, ADD and ADHD, if it's channeled correctly, can be an advantage. So these right brain people, you know, musicians, artists, writers, even teachers can have, uh, you know, depending on the type of, of subject they're teaching, but a teacher that takes their their um, topic and does really creative things. Like I remember a number of years ago, Lisa, there was this huge um, expose on a history teacher. And I forget what state he was from, but he would come in dressed in costume of the era in history that he was teaching his, his kids. You know, like what a great combination of right brain, left brain. When we get to left brain, that's all about knowledge, education, application. And the right brain is like, how do I get attention? You know, like, how do I right. get them to pay attention to me? Well, that's where the right brain comes into play. The more creative we are, the more playful we are, you know, um, that's all right brain stuff. And that some of the challenges that come with that creativity and spontaneity is that there's a lot of right brain people that really struggle with structure. Right. They struggle with organization. They struggle with staying on tasks. You know, there's a lot of right brain people. And let me go back to the comment. Not all right brain people are ADD, ADHD. But if you're right brain and you're super creative, you love that jumping from one task to the next. You know, you love the newness. You know, I'll do this for 15 minutes or half an hour and then I'll jump over here. So if you are right brain and you have been labeled as ADD or ADHD, don't take it as a negative. What we have to do is we have to figure out, Lisa, how do I make my workday? How do I create a schedule 
that allows me to jump from topic to topic. And, you know, I mentioned I have both of these. And so I have you right now for our our 30 minutes, right? And then I jump to someone that is struggling with an addiction. And then after that, I have a marketing call, you know, and for me, it's the perfect day. I mean, every 30, 45 minutes is a totally different topic, you know? So the right brain people out there, those are the creatives. Those are the individuals that really do like newness. You know, they're they're very much into what's the latest trend, what's the latest fad, that kind of stuff. So the right brain people, I think, are amazing, just as much as I think the left brain people are amazing. And I don't think, Lisa, that there's ever been a conclusive study that have said, you know, 70% of Americans are right brain or 70% are left brain. What we normally see in my clinical practice is we see people with both traits, but they tend to stray more towards one or the other. Like I've, I've never met someone, uh, and I'll just say really briefly, left brain would be like an engineer. Okay, that would be an example of a left brain per- person, you know, someone very focused, someone who has um, a laser sharp attention span. Uh, they like to be, and, and this is going to be, of course, a, a broad statement in a cubicle, focusing on something, getting tasks done. You know, that's all left brain. We'd love to have a list and cross it off and cross it <laughs> off and see how much we can accomplish, right? Um, but when we have most people in a combination of both, there usually is one dominant side. And so I'm going to make this comment, whichever side, if you're more analytical, if you're more organized, which means you're more left brain, more of a, um, a, an engineer's mindset, you know, like that's a great strength. If that comes natural to you, there isn't anything you have to do with that. If it's a natural talent, enjoy it. Like, don't say, oh, my gosh, you know, I miss out on life because I'm not as spontaneous as my right brain friends. But what we say to everyone is whatever your strength is, it's probably a gift either from your childhood or it could be a possibly a genetic gift. But that's not our issue in life. Whatever our strength is, isn't our issue. So those left brain people that are highly focused, highly organized, some people might say they're even anal in nature. You know, everything has to be set up in boxes, right? The greatest benefit for them is to start to explore spontaneity, creativity, art, you know, like to walk through a forest, not to get to the other side of the forest, but to see how many different types of trees are there. Okay. That would be <laughs> that combination of the right brain person that, uh, that, or the left brain person that wants to be more spontaneous, wants to be more in touch with nature. You know, Lisa in Japan, they actually write prescriptions for something called forest brushing. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. And you've heard of that, right? And so with forest brushing, like they ask people to walk amongst the trees and to reach their arms out and to touch nature and to, and to suck in that pure oxygen coming out of the leaves and the branches of the trees, right? That's, that would be a very creative or right brain exercise. And most creative people would love it. And they would go head first into it, right? But what who really needs it probably is the left brain people, you know, to get them out of their comfort zone. And what do you mean? We're, we're going to walk, but not in a straight arrow to get to the other side. We're going to reach out and touch and we're going to, we're going to zigzag, you know, like the left brain people would go, I think we can get there quicker if we just go straight. <laughs> and the right yeah. brain people are going, no, let's go circular. Let's go all over. <laughs> That is so funny. I'm definitely more right brain. And I think for for me and other people, we do have to find ways to help us stay on task. We, we can do so much. But you know what happens, Lisa, when people get labeled and most of us get labeled pretty young in life, you know, oh, you know, she's she's a, a blonde. 
right? That would be that. Uh, the ditzy doesn't stay organized, doesn't whatever it might be, you know? And so we get labeled these things. And unfortunately, even if it's true, if the labeling comes in a negative package, we think less about our creative, spontaneous, artistic side, right? Because we've been told that that's not good. You need to be organized. You need to be structured. You need to, you know, and yeah. to a degree, it's true. And one of the greatest challenges that right brain people have oftentimes is structure, you know, they many times can start several different projects at the same time, maybe starting reading several different books and never finish any of them. Um, you know, they, they may start if they're in any type of art, they may start a project and then get um, what, what was the name of that movie with uh, with Dora, uh, the swimming fish? Um, oh, uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. OK, so I think it was Dora that was like totally right brain all over the place. Oh, if yes. I, if I remember correctly. Right. Okay, that would be right brain to the outrageous extreme, you know, uh, chasing shiny objects. That is an issue with right brain people like, oh, there's something on TV. Oh, there's a bird outside that I haven't seen in a while. Oh, oh, you know, we're, we're constantly shifting. Now, that can be a great way to live, an exciting and a passionate way to live. But so many times those people that live in that passion struggle with that organization with money. You know, they may be a little bit more free spending. Um, that can get them into some trouble, you know. Now, the opposite of that is that sometimes the left brain people have been called cheap steaks and too frugal and, you know, and it's because they've got an organized budget, right? So yeah. now, there's nothing wrong with and everything right with having an organized budget. I mean, it's a very healthy thing to do, right? So we, we don't want to downplay anything and say, oh, you know, they're so anal that every penny counts. Well, maybe that's not a bad thing. And if it's a right brain person saying, oh, I could never live like that. I couldn't be watching every penny. But maybe that would be a strength if you started to learn that more. Right. You still be spontaneous, but maybe you're not spontaneous with every sale that comes out. You know, like, oh, my gosh, I've never had a floral dress and it's on sale for 50 percent off. But that sale at 50 percent off could still be 100, 150, 200 dollars. And so now all of a sudden we're being spontaneous and getting something colorful and fun. But can we afford it? Yeah, right. Or will it cause stress? And if it does, then we have to learn that left brain focused budget organization style of living. Right. You know, it's so true. So what are some of the ways for the right brain? I'll give some examples for myself. You know, I'm doing two podcasts right now and I'm a one woman operation. I handle right. everything. That's a yeah. lot. And there's no assistant. There are no people go, oh, I'm my assistant. I'm like, oh my God, I'm my, uh, and I've always been, everything I've done in media, it's always just been me. Yeah. And so it's a lot. And sometimes I'll forget to write something down. Or I'll write something down wrong. And now I have to be like the second that I, you know, somebody signs up for a slot, I have to immediately put it in my phone and I write it down like old school in a, you know, yeah. whatever those date book things. Well, and what you're saying is, is one of the most difficult things for a right brain person is to create a system because it's not their natural strength. Right. Yeah. And so we say to right brain people that struggle with organization or struggle with staying on time or their financial budget is that this is where you need to get someone to help you from an organizational point of view. You know, it, it could be an organizational coach. It could be a counselor. I mean, there's all kinds of professionals that can help. But one of the problems that happens, you know, we always hear those words starving artist. You know, now the crazy thing about that is that that's not actually a true statement. 
there's many artists that are multi multi trillionaires, you know, and and there are many artists that make very little money when they're alive. And then when they die, I mean, all of a sudden, all of their artwork is worth millions of dollars. Right. But if we're a creative person and we accept the belief system that because I'm creative, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an artist now. Artists can be, you know, artists can be sports. I mean, we, we, we can look at figure skating as a form of art, for gosh sake, you know. So so when we talk about that artistic life, it's not just painting and drawing, although it could be. Writing poetry is a form of art. Uh, writing books is a form of art. You know, so there's a lot of things when people talk about being right brain that we have a tendency to forget that it really does encompass many, many different careers, not just that artist with the uh, the sketchboard, you know, doing their thing. Um, it, it can be really broad. And I mentioned earlier the example of the teacher, you know, that came in very crazy. Okay, now there's that left brain, right brain married perfectly. I mean, I, that, that individual was meant to be a teacher, for God's sake. I mean, they're, they're just brilliant to do that. But if we are struggling with that organization, with the budgeting and that, we have to raise our hand and get humble, Lisa, and say, I've got to bring someone in, even if it's for four weeks. You know, there are people that will come in and feng shui your office, feng shui your home, right? There are people that are, that are anti-clutter experts, and a lot of right brain people really struggle with clutter and organization. Now, to us, it might be, we might know where everything is, you know, but there's a pile, a hundred books high, but we know exactly where the one that we're trying <laughs> to talk about is. The problem with that is what we do know about feng shui, which I think is a pretty accurate science, is that whatever you're looking at in your office, in your car, either mm -hmm. muddles the mind and, right. and fills it with excessive stuff or it calms the mind. So if you walk into a room and you are right brain and you see everything all over the place, but you say, oh, I know where it is. As long as you absolutely know and you don't have to spend 20, 15, 30 minutes looking for something, maybe it will work for you. But for most of us right brain people that live like that, it doesn't work, Lisa. We're just used to the chaos. We're used to the, the you know, I'll even use the word the hoarding. You know, we're, we're used to piles of stuff all over the place. And that becomes a pattern. Um, when we feel uncomfortable with that feng shui, when we walk into an office and go, oh, my God, I've said I'm going to pick this up for the last two months. Or we look at the inside of our car and we go, oh, for four months now, I've been saying I've been going to vacuum and clean and I haven't done a thing. That's where the right brain person really needs to sit down with someone who is skilled in left brain work and can help them move in the, that direction. And we're not really changing someone's life. We're changing their approach to life, Lisa. So right. we'll never say to someone who's really right-brained, I, I want you to stop being creative and I want you to just get organized. And then we say, no, let's do both. Keep your creativity. That's your strength. But then work on your weakness. Work on your challenge. We bounce over to the left brain person. It's the same thing. You know, they can have, if, if you're super anal, super left-brained, you can actually diminish the amount of joy in life. You can add more and more stress because everything is so crucial. You know, right. I mentioned earlier, every penny counts. Well, to a degree, it, it does. But if you're so frugal that it's causing stress in your existence and it's causing stress maybe with your children or with your partner, this is where that left brain person has got to work again with someone who is skilled and be able to say, how do I take a breath? How do I take a break? 
How do I become less anal? How do I become more free flowing? How do I become more accepting of people who aren't like I am? Because one of the greatest challenges that left brain people have is they get locked in to a belief, an opinion, and they can stay there, whether it's 100% wrong or 100% right, Lisa. So for the left brain people, you know, really look at how stringent your life is. Now, you know, if you're up every day at 6 a.m. and you're in the gym at 6.30 and that works for you, fantastic. But if a couple days go by for the left brain people and you can't get up at 5 a.m. for whatever reason or something comes up, a lot of times left brain people take that very seriously, Lisa, like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss the gym two days in a row. Oh, my Lord. You know, oh, yeah. they, they freak out where the right brain person might go, OK, well, this is out of my control. Let's just I'll plan on getting back in in three days. Yeah. Feeling stressed lately, sluggish, having trouble sleeping and thinking about your never ending to-do list. It happens to the best of us, but we've got an insider secret for you to help you live your healthiest life and stress a little less this year. Pair the award-winning gut nourishing Just Thrive probiotic with the stress-busting mood uplifting power of Just Calm. These two products are game changers in helping you take control of your mental health and your overall health. They have been part of my daily routine for months, but you have to give them time to work. There is no magic overnight pill, even though we all wish there were. But trust me, these two products will help you live your best life. Just Thrive Probiotic is like a little gardener of your gut, safely eliminating bad bacteria and replenishing the good, and it actually produces antioxidants too. It can be opened and sprinkled into any food or drink, so it's a perfect probiotic for the whole family. And for next-level stress-busting mood support, add in Just Calm. This product has been proven to do the almost unimaginable. Quickly promote a healthy response to everyday stress, encourage a steady, serene, and balanced mood, drive mental clarity, focus, and alertness, and even support great energy and optimal sleep. This is true stress management built for our modern-day stress-filled world. Just Thrive Probiotics have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. No fake marketing, no claims, just real proven results. Every product is natural and they have a money back guarantee. What do you have to lose? To learn about this groundbreaking company, don't miss episode 1174, where I chatted with Tina, the CEO and co-founder. If you're ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off site-wide at justthrivehealth.com with promo code NATSAV15. That's N-A-T-S-A-V-15. While you're there, check out all their other research-based products for optimal gut and immune health. Just Thrive is your one-stop wellness shop. There's something for everyone, a probiotic for pets, vitamins for bone and heart health, and even a product to help with recurring UTIs, all with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee. Take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. You know, it's interesting because I was a, the biggest slob growing up. My mom and I would fight a lot about how messy my room was. And as I've gotten older, and she passed away 28 years ago, she'd be shocked. I can't stand clutter. I can't. I know you see my office. I mean, my bookshelves are a little messy, but I can't stand it. I think I'm one of those right brain people who got fed up with the chaos and <laughs> went to the left a bit. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's such a smart move, Lisa. You know, it really is. And we're not asking anyone who's left brain to become, you know, the next rock star or the next Van Gogh or whatever it might be. We're just saying, you know, widen your your path a little bit. You know, add a little bit more spontaneity. Now, I will tell you this for both right and left brain people. If you want to improve the area that you're weakness in, it's got to have a plan. Lisa, it has to have a plan in action. Whatever stays gets up here, it's like a dog chasing its tail, right? It's like, yeah. it's a waste of time. You have to put down, what am I going to do this weekend that is spontaneous in nature? And that's how we start training people. When I work with people who are outrageously left brain and it's causing stress, left brain people can create a lot of internal stress when things don't go their way because they're so freaking organized, right? It must be like this. And they get in traffic and they're 20 minutes late and they can absolutely freak out, even if it's not their fault, even if they left with plenty of time. So the left brains, we want to have them slow down a little bit, you know, open their mind to something that's a little different. And then the right brain people, we're asking them to slow down, you know, what area of life is creating the most havoc because you are kind of a free spirit here. You know, we want you to heal and we want you to be in a really good position. We um we have a brand new book. I believe it's going to be released next week, Lisa. Oh, wow. It's yeah, it's um I don't have a copy because obviously the book hasn't been released, but this is the cover. Um David Essel's Permanent Alcohol and Life Recovery. Wow. And it's going beyond the steps for peace, joy, love. You know, it's and so what we did with this one, this is this is a great example of what you're talking about. It is a program I created 30 years ago that's really creative in regards to addiction and alcohol recovery, okay? We go outside of the norm. We use aromatherapy. We use all these different types of of, um, tools to help people get sober. Um, That's awesome. Oh, it's Lisa, you know, we've already received, the book isn't even out yet. We've received the most powerful endorsements from treatment center owners that have been following the old method of the steps way too long. They haven't updated their program. And this is so radically wild. Now, we know there's going to be a lot of treatment centers that will reject having anything new because they're used to the 12 steps. They're used to not, and they don't want to change. Right. We do know, and this is why I, this is why I created the program 30 years ago after I got sober and why we're putting it out right now is that the average recovery success rate from therapists or treatment centers is about 10%. The success rate from 12-step programs is 5 to 10%. We're talking about a 90% failure rate. Now, when I went to a treatment center a very, very long time ago, I got out. You know, I went to meetings for 90 straight days, or, or actually it was 120 straight days because I promised the therapist in the treatment center I would. But what really saved my butt was that I had already set up to work with another counselor for 52 straight weeks. So that I had a complete year of sobriety and I had someone holding my feet to the fire. 30 days in a treatment center is not enough. If I would have come out, Lisa, and didn't have a plan, right? Didn't have a yeah. plan. I'm just going to go to meetings and then, you know, pray I, I stay sober. I would never have stayed sober this long. So what we what we did with the book is we said, let's get down to the dirty, nitty gritty from a left brain point of view. What causes alcoholism? And we explain in the book, it's not your genetics. It's not a disease. What causes alcoholism and any other addiction in the world is our inability to deal with life, boredom, stress, 
anger, resentment, grief, trauma, wounds, PTSD, you know, that's what creates addiction, low self-confidence, which comes out in peer pressure. You know, I started drinking at 12 because I wanted to be part of a group of 16 year olds. And the only way they would let me hang out with them is if I drank beer with them. So I started at 12. But what really led me to that was that I had a very difficult childhood. Um, my parents were awesome, but they didn't know how to handle someone who was extremely sensitive. And I was very different than my brother and sister. You know, I got angry a lot. I was irritable all the time. Bless them. They they both just passed away, but I don't know how oh, the hell sorry. they pulled it off with me as a kid. <laughs> but when we wrote this new book, Permanent Alcohol and Life Recovery, you know, we went to the creative side. Like, right. All these different supplements that are out there, amino acid supplementation. Um, and what's the up and coming, Lisa, that is really taking the mental health industry and will take the addiction industry by storm, believe it or not, is microdosing. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. I just did an interview with Matt Zeman, people you should look for it. And he wrote a book all about psychedelics and how beneficial they are for anxiety, PTSD, depression, eating disorders, and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in our book, we put studies from our own FDA, from our own government, and they're about ready to release microdosing as a legal way to deal with some of these challenges. Um, so, you know, we're now that's really right brain. OK, so that's the part of the book that's incredibly creative. You know, we're bringing in the future before the future is even here. Oh, it's yeah. Not, you know, it's not legal yet. Um, we we believe it'll be about four to six months when the government releases uh, physicians to be able to start microdosing. And what we hear is the first supplement they're going to do is ecstasy or MDMA. Oh, interesting. Right, right. Because right now only ketamine is legal. Yeah, right now ketamine is. Um, coming up will be the ecstasy MDMA. The study that I put in the book was on microdosing LSD. And it's unbelievable what they're finding out with these dosages. You know, so so we use the outrageous, creative, futuristic look at addiction recovery. But then we came down with, and here's a plan. You know, this is what needs to be done. We, you know, we need to do this, 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 and this. So we use the left brain in order to have it focused, organized. And then we use the right brain to say, here are things that we've done for 30 years that unfortunately 99% of other recovery programs don't use. And, and it's very creative, you know, what we talk about. So, you know, and for the most part, Lisa, I think I am pretty 50-50. Um, I believe that if there's any strength that is stronger, it would absolutely be my right brain spirituality, because spirituality is all about right brain versus religion. Religion can often, you know, usually be associated with left brain, um, you know, following dogma, following steps, following this, following that, all that kinds. Of, and, and if it works for you, nothing wrong with it. Um, but we go down the spiritual path a little bit more. And we, we talk about the power of meditation with healing the brain. And changing brain chemistry, doing deep breathing exercises. I mean, oh my lord, there's so many great oh, things. I can't wait to read it. I mean, you'll have to come back because it sounds amazing. Like I want to deep deep dive into it. And yeah, Lisa, um, you can ask TJ, my publicist, right now for a PDF, and he'll send okay. it to you today. Oh, awesome! Oh, I will. That is so great. So you do coaching around a lot of different things. Tell us all the different things you do around coaching, just in the last well, few minutes. Let me put it this way, Lisa: the only thing I don't coach is politics. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> we we do everything. We do addiction. We do relationships. We do grief. We've had a lot of grief work 
uh, in the last three years. Um, you know, I mentioned in the last two years, I've lost my mom and dad, you know, and I had to use my own grief program on me. It was very, very difficult. Um, oh work-life balance. We do a lot of work with executives on work-life balance. Uh, obviously, relationships is a massive one as well. So there really isn't anything we don't cover. And, and let me go back to the ADD, ADHD thing again. It works perfectly. Every hour is a different client, a different topic. I stay right on the ball, Lisa, because it's always changing. So if you're highly right brain and, and you need that stimulation, it's up to you to find the right career path, the right job that will allow you to go from task to task to task and not get stuck with putting a bun over a hamburger. And that's the only thing you do all day long, you know? That, right. For some people, doing that bun on the hamburger is all they want to do. And if it works for you, great. But if you're doing that and you're bored out of your mind, then you know you need to get into something that's going to challenge you a little bit more creatively. Absolutely. All right, David, how do we find you? Super easy. The website, talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K-David.com. It's all I do, Lisa. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> like you, I'm talking constantly. So just go to talkdavid.com. We have a special on our executive coaching and counseling programs right now. You can read blogs for free. We have blogs on every topic in the world and everything is at talkdavid.com. Awesome. David, I can't wait to have you back to talk about your new book. Tell us the title again. Oh, it's permanent alcohol and life recovery going beyond the steps for peace, harmony, and happiness. And when is that coming out? We're thinking in about 14 days. I mean, it's right around the corner. So, but we'll get, you know, TJ will get you when you reach out to him, you can have it tonight and start reading Mm -hmm. it. Lisa, it's very different and we're super excited. Oh, that is awesome. All right. Well, everybody keep coming back to Health Power. And don't forget about Dog Eared with Lisa Davis. If you are a fan of dogs, if you love to read, this is a show where I interview authors who write about dogs, every topic. And boy, I've got some great, really amazing memoirs coming up. And I love memoirs. I love good stories. Anyway, keep coming back, rate, review, and subscribe. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.